Let's pray. Oh, Lord, our new way of worshiping brings anxiety, but it also brings a connection that we can't have any other way. May you be in the words of my mouth now that they be pleasing to you and guide us by your spirit wherever we are to hear the message you have for us today as we glorify you as we love you and as we learn from your words. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So my question for you today, and I know I'm going to put that there, but my question for you today is, are you rich? It's a hard question. As we come to worship this morning, um, I've already talked about being rich with the children's moment in the offering plate. But as we come, we come living in the midst of a virus. We come living in the midst of social distancing. Um, the good news is, all of you, we have enough pews for everyone to have their own here. Um, we probably could each have four. We could take naps, but um, we come in the midst of, you know, I was laying in bed last night, and I have some congestion in my chest, and I'm like, oh my gosh, should I, should I not be around people? Should I, you know? And we come in a time when people are experiencing that and moving into full-blown panic attacks and stress. And so we asked, I asked the question, are you rich? Because I think it's important in all of life for us to stop, take a deep breath, and be reminded of our treasures. We have scriptures today that talk about um, comfort in times of struggle. We have scriptures. The 23rd Psalm will be, I will tell you, is the most popular scripture at any funeral service. And interestingly enough, what I have found through the years as a pastor is the 23rd Psalm is the most popular scripture at any bedside as well. I have numerous people who, as they are preparing to meet God um, and making that knowledgeable choice and saying, I know this is what's happening, those words, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, are the most comforting things that they have. They they ask for them. They tell me they've been praying them through their illness, through things that have happened, through, through so much. And, and so many times they have them memorized. So this week I'm going to invite you to, to share, to read, to, to move back to that. And remember that as you read that, in all things, everything that happens, God is here. But I want us to look instead, though, at what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 6 talking about our treasures. You know, this gets to the heart of are you rich? Jesus is, in this scripture, Matthew 6, he is giving the Sermon on the Mount. For those of you who are familiar with this, it is. it starts in Matthew chapter 5, all the people gathered, and Jesus just goes on and on probably for hours. You know, we get upset when a pastor has a 25-minute sermon. Well, this was like a three-day sermon. Actually, I don't know if it was three days, but... He went on, and he started with the, the blesseds, you know, the beatitudes that we often get to read and share and, 
and are so popular. And, and as we read it, what we find out is Jesus takes our ideas of success and value and what we are to strive for and flips them all on their head. When I was uh, learning about the time of, of Jesus, what I found out is 97% of the people in Jesus' time had no idea where their next meal was coming from. They would have been the poorest of the poor. 97%. Can you imagine? That's, like, that means 3%. We have, like, the 1%, and we talk about, you know, the 1% have money and everything. Well, <clears throat> this is nobody's in the middle. Like, nobody is sitting there with 401ks and retirement accounts and worried right now about the stock market. These are people who, if you were not in the 3% who had money, you were... You were the poor. You were the outcast. You were the ones that needed, wanted, desired to hear the Lord's message, hear Jesus preaching because he gave you something that is more precious, more valuable than any dollar in the bank. He gave hope. He gave faith. He gave love. He gave encouragement. He gave that peace that passes all understanding. And so we have Matthew 6 where we come today, and as he's going through, he starts with taking and telling them, this is going to be unlike anything you've ever heard. I'm going to flip the world on its head, and I'm going to let you know that you might, be, you might not know where your meal is coming from. You might be the poorest of the poor, but you have been given so very much. And then he goes and he teaches about all of these different things, in this is divorce and, and so many others. And we get to chapter 6 and toward the end, and now we move into money. It's a touchy subject right now with the uh, way the stock market's going. You know? In fact, some of you, I said, are you rich? And you just about had a panic attack because you realized... You might not have gotten up in enough time to see what happened to your stocks today. Not really. But there are people that are struggling because they're watching their life savings just go. I read an article about the coronavirus where a person asked the question, and it was actually a doctor, asked the question of, yes, this is a bad virus. Yes, but is it worth the hit to our economy? We're living in uncertain times, aren't we? We're living in a time when we're unsure about what will happen. The good news is, if you didn't hear, China has had no new cases that are from community. Anybody who now has, is newly having this disease, COVID, coronavirus, they're all because they've traveled and are coming back. So there will be an end. It'll pass. The question is, what will we look like in the meantime, and how, how will we make it? How will we survive? How will we thrive? How will we come out of this as a community of people who still have to live together, knowing how we treated each other in the hardest of times?
You know, we laugh about the toilet paper, but it's not actually funny. Where are your treasures? That's one of the key questions to ask when you're asking the question, are you rich? Where are your treasures? What are your treasures? You know, I've done numerous funerals. Um, I've been a pastor now for almost 18 years. I've, done, I've officiated probably over 200 funerals. And I've done funerals for people who, who I said, I know there's no honorarium, there's no gift for the pastor or anyone, and I'm okay with that. Please don't. And I've done funerals for people who had the most elaborate services for their loved ones because they could afford it. And I've watched all of them mourn and cry. And what I have realized, though, is as I watch people mourn and cry, and I'm not talking the tragic ones because those are totally different. I'm talking funerals for people who are in their 80s, 90s, have lived really good, long lives. And the people who are most at peace are the ones who knew that their loved one's treasures were not money-related. They were related to how they treated each other, how they cared for one another, and the lessons they shared in their life. Isn't that what our treasure is? Sharing who we are, our passions, our gifts, admitting our weaknesses. Did you know that's a treasure? Admitting what we are not good at and to say, I need help. That darn four-letter word is bad. The eye is the light, lets in the light of the world. And if the eye is not clear, the body cannot be healthy. And if the eye is, is clear, the body can be healthy, is a summary of the scripture that Pastor Kurt read. And what it means is that the question we have to ask ourselves is where is our treasure is with our eyes. What are we seeing? Are we seeing clearly as God sees the goodness of God surrounding us, the gifts that God gives? Are we walking around and looking at the blessings of the sun coming out every day? And if you notice, if you go outside right now, which is so healthy, and you look at there's little green things starting to bloom, you know? And the rain that's coming down is, is bringing the world back to life. And people are like, yeah. My allergies are kicking in. Yes, what a gift. Your allergies are kicking in. You know what that means? You're alive. How do we look at the world? And who are we serving? Our things, our stuff, our houses? Or are we serving God? And looking at the gifts God gives to us and the blessings that God pours out. You know, I'm going to be totally honest. I needed this sermon today because I'm kind of nervous. If you go to trinityralston.org and you click donate, you'll be able to give your offering if you want. The reason I'm nervous is because of the fact that we have people who have jobs here, you know, whose livelihood they, they need to be able to pay their bills. And with, I know you're watching there, but that offering plate that I shared, it's not being passed. And I'm a little nervous until I step back and say, okay, God, blessings come from you.
You will provide, you will give, you will inspire us, you will help us. And you'll remind me that I'm not in this alone. We might be distant, but we're still together. And that I'm not solely responsible for all of this, it's all of us. All of us are responsible for all that we do and all that we share. Because the reality is we really are rich. Monetarily, we're rich as a country, let's be honest. And, and that comes with its own problems because we can judge people who don't have as much money for what they buy, that's that not seen clearly. But we are also rich as people who are created in the image of God. And that means we are given gifts that God has blessed us with. We have a world that if you read Genesis chapter 1 in the creation of the world, it was created as good. Not just the Garden of Eden, all of it. And we've been given blessings. So I hope and I pray that sometime today, sometime this week, as we keep journeying to Easter that is going to look different, I'm just telling you, we probably won't even be able to come together for Easter. Breaks my heart, but I'm so grateful to be able to connect this way. But as we make this journey, I pray and hope that you'll take some time this week to look and maybe start a, a journal of all the blessings, all the gifts, all of the treasures that God has given to you, all that you have, and then look at those and say, now how can I share? It might be something as simple as a phone call to say, I'm thinking of you. I want to learn about you. Do you need groceries? You know, I know it's getting old, but it turns out it's still happening. It might be letting, you know, last week when we were sharing, somebody on our live stream said, I have toilet paper if anyone needs it. Well, guess what? I do too, you know? I also have food, I have a husband who can cook, I have a warm house, and I have gifts to share, and I hope we all can remember that and not let the anxiety of, of the coronavirus get to us. Because here's the thing, life is a risk. Living is a risk. But I've come to understand throughout this journey of seeing things I never thought I'd see in my small years of life compared to so many of you, that the bigger risk is not living, is not taking that step to love, to share, to bless one another, and to open ourselves up to the peace of Christ that passes all understanding. God, thank you for creating us as you have and for the blessings you pour out. Remind us Help us know how you have created us to give, to share, to be your community. Not at the expense of ourselves, God, but to, to bless all of us so we can all be lifted up, encouraged, and loved. Thank you, God, that even in this time of social distancing, your love is still here. Even in this time of, of worrying about our health, your healing touch is still upon us, even as life continues to go on. You're here giving us 
the best life possible when we have the faith to step into it with you. Thank you, God. Thank you for making us so rich. Help us see it. Amen.